It's all about envisioning what you want. And the reason why is until we envision what we want and fully step into that vision, we cannot make it happen. It's impossible. It's impossible. How are entrepreneurs like us daring bravely to build a stage, ditch the sweatpants, and step up to the mic? How do we create our own transformative events so we can get our message out into the world in a bigger way that's not only profitable, but it's actually something we can be proud of? That's the question. And the answers are inside this podcast. My name is Sarah Pfeiffer. Welcome to Green Room Central. Ah, I'm so excited for today's episode because the more I lean in to woo-woo, the better I do in business. And I'm curious if you feel the same way. I just feel like the more I let go of being so rigid about stuff and allowing grace and the universe to do its work, the better things get. And I really think if I heard the words that just came out of my mouth 10 years ago, I would have thought you were crazy, Sarah. I would say that. Yeah. But... I digress. Today, we're going to talk about how to manifest your dream event. And I'm excited about it. I'm really excited. And I hope you are too. I'm guessing otherwise we wouldn't be hanging out together right now, would we? (laughs) So three steps here, because you know me, I love love a a good recap and I love a good step-by-step. So the, the practical one in me has kind of put together a framework around this whole woo-woo manifesting business, and I hope it serves you. I'm so type A. I love things organized and practical and step-by-step. And sometimes when it comes to things like placing our trust in something bigger than us, it feels hard. It feels hard if you're a really practical person like me to let go and let in. But I think, and I truly believe that with events, It is possible to do a little bit of that letting go and letting in and manifest our dream event. So I want to give you a a framework that helps you. First, it's all about envisioning what you want. And the reason why is until we envision what we want and fully step into that vision, we cannot make it happen. It's impossible. It's impossible. I was telling a client this recently. I said, have you fully stepped into the vision of where you want to take this event, your dream event? Have you fully stepped into that vision so that you can enroll your team in that vision so that they can get on board with the mission that it will take to get there? So much about being an event leader is all about leadership. And I know that learning event planning can seem below the pay grade and responsibilities of a CEO. I get it. I totally get it. And I'm going to push a nudge that knowing how an event comes together, you know, learning all the stuff that I put in Live Event Academy for a CEO to know, 
Once you learn that stuff, you will become such a better leader and be able to get all the stuff that's in your head about what you want to happen with an event. All that stuff that we talked about in the last episode with Casey about ClickUp, getting that vision out of your head. You'll be so much better at getting it out and delegating it to your team so that they can go make it happen for you. Or you'll be so much better at hiring the event planning support team that you need to go make your vision happen. So I digress. I'm on my soapbox about leadership, but I'm just so passionate about knowing the stuff about how these things come to be. An event just doesn't like, you know, poof, come out of thin air. It, it has to happen somehow. Um, stuff needs to happen to make it happen. And it's our job as leaders to know what that stuff is and a little bit about how, you know, the sausage is made so that we can go lead the people who are doing it for us, be delegating the stuff, not blind leadership or hiring and being confident in our hiring decisions. So we know if we're getting someone that knows what the heck they're doing, right? So back to number one about how to manifest your dream event is having that vision and We always talk about the formula for world-class events is it starts with why times two. Why are you hosting that event for your business? Why are you hosting that event for your community? When you're starting that, creating that vision, crafting it, start with that why times two. And then start to really have fun with it and envision what the live embodiment of your brand looks and feels and sounds and smells and tastes like. Really, really dig into that and get clear on what the vision is. You've been to so many events where you've been staring at something and feeling that little bit of jealousy, perhaps like, oh my gosh, it's amazing. Lean into that. That's something that you would want to make happen at your event too. And then I'm sure that you can come up with a scenario right now where you've been at an event and something's bugged you or perhaps something has just like rubbed you the wrong way and without even knowing you were thinking to yourself, gosh, I will never do it that way at my event. Or I never will have it at that kind of a place. Or I will always have it at this kind of a place. Be thinking about that stuff. Those moments when you were at events and something caught your eye or your ear or your taste buds. Yeah. I like to compare it to walking into your favorite store. Perhaps it's a clothing store and you love wearing their stuff. But even more so, you love how you feel when you walk into that store. Like the way that you're greeted, the way the stuff is displayed, what you hear on the speakers. It's it's like the whole package of the experience, right? And that's what you're creating as an experience. So 
your job when you're coming up with this vision is to be holistic about it and think about what the live embodiment of your brand is. And this is true, whether it's virtual or in person. (laughs) So get that vision clear. Because until you can step into that vision fully, perhaps you have to meditate on it. Perhaps you have to cut stuff out of a magazine or go onto Pinterest and search for stuff and print out pictures and cut it up. And maybe you're really like visual like that and tactile and you want to make a vision board about your event. I don't know what it is for you that works best, but come up with that. Like go latch on to that system that you use for creating visions for other parts of your business and life and go do that for this event. Because until you step into that vision fully, you can't enroll your team in that vision and the mission that it'll take to get there. And I guarantee you, you will not be able to fully actualize that vision. You just are not going to get there. So one is, vision, is, is create that vision. Second is to be that person now. And this one has been like the toughest nut for me to crack as a CEO is that whole conversation of, of like, who are we being? And so I want you in that vision to envision like who you are standing on that stage with an audience in front of you of your people and what energy are you bringing to that stage and how where's your excitement level about what you're teaching them and really dig into who you had to be as a leader to get your team to the place where you're all together hosting that event and super proud of what you put together and super proud of how you feel the week of the event, not rushed or chaotic, how your, how your guests are feeling, how your guest speakers are feeling about showing up to your event. Did it feel like this easy breezy experience? Again, back to what we talked about in last week's episode with Casey on ClickUp. But I want you to really dig into what, who you're being in order to put an experience like that together for your guests and name those traits and maybe perhaps come up with the top three that bubble up for you and be that now. What is it? Is it bold? Is it organized? Is it visionary? Is it fearless? Who are you being as that person who's standing on that stage, surrounded by your people, teaching them your stuff? Who are you being? And now be that person now. I was at an event recently and this concept finally clicked for me. I'm I'm certain I've been hearing it for six plus years now, and it did not click until I heard it this way. So the 
event host was talking about being at an event themselves. They were at a Dr. Joe Dispenza event. And this event host was talking about how they were sitting in the audience at this event and Dr. Joe was taking Q&A and someone asked a question about why they didn't have certain things yet in their life and business. And Dr. Joe's response was, you don't seem like the type of person who would have those sorts of things. And that was a complete mic drop moment for me. Hearing that story recounted just absolutely blew my mind. Because in that moment, I could see how, and I could picture erratic, stressful energy and how that doesn't serve us as CEOs. I can picture uh, an event host who's just not focused on the right things and focused on all of (laughs) the wrong things and taking their their attention off of what matters and the train getting off the rails as a result. I can picture the person who's in line at the DMV and so stressed about having to wait and just taking it out on the person on the other side of the counter. I can picture the person who's in traffic and just stressed to the max and honking their horn and frustrated and trying to speed around cars instead of waiting patiently. I can picture all of that type of just negative energy, of stress, of overwhelm, of a lack of peace and calm. Um, I could just, I can, I could picture it. And I could picture how if you, if, if I haven't identified who I'm being as the CEO of the business that I'm building, uh, as a CEO who's already there, if I'm not already in that energy and being that person and taking the types of actions that that person would naturally take, then how could I possibly get there? And I think it goes, it's such a direct correlation to event leadership. We, we're just stepping into a totally different form of leadership as we're hosting our own events, as we're building our own stages. And it will require a different version of you. And so I need you to envision who that is and how they're being and be that person now as you're crafting the vision and stepping into it. Are you, are you following me? Are you tracking? It's so important. It's so, so important. So first is the vision. Second is being that person now. And third is taking action. So I think from what I've 
just been gathering as I research more and more about manifestation is that a lot of people miss out on the action taking part. <laughs> They're really good at crafting the vision, the vision and like stepping into that. But there's this disconnect because we actually have to take action. And sometimes I think not taking action isn't laziness. It is fear. (laughs) And I know that that has shown up for me. And so I thought perhaps I would describe that as a way of helping here. So recently, I listened to this podcast episode by Shaleen Johnson, and I will link it up in the show notes for you. So good on the power of manifestation. And the the piece in there that really struck me was how we create evidence files throughout our lives of what's possible or what's not possible or what's true or what's not true. And I'll go, I'll, I'll let you listen to her episode for her exact example. And I'll use a, I'll use a different one here. If we, like, so for example, my whole life, it was not in my worldview that people could run their own businesses, be CEOs, uh, that entrepreneurship was not in the, like, it wasn't in front of me. It wasn't in my family. It wasn't where I worked. And... So I just never had that vision for myself that I could run my own business and be the CEO of that business. And so I had this big evidence file that that wasn't possible and it wasn't for me. And I had to gradually over time create this evidence file that it was for me. And that it was possible. And I had to give myself permission. This is what Shaleen talks about is all about how you have to give yourself permission to like, just see if it's true for you. To just, just see if we could create like a secondary evidence file that perhaps it's possible and true, this other story is true. And I thought that was so valuable and it's already helping me make huge shifts. And so I wanted to share that here with you on the podcast because I thought, well, as you step into this role of leading your own events, you have to start a new evidence file that it's possible for you to build your own stage and hold space on that stage. And if you know me, I think that everyone has it within them to hold space on the stage themselves, like alone for a whole day or even three days without having to gather a whole bunch of guest speakers to hide behind. That's a soapbox for another day you have to step into this new vision and create this 
other evidence file that says this is possible and look at me go and do this thing that previously all the evidence said no you're not an event host you don't lead your own events you don't create your own stage you go speak on other people's stages and now we're shifting the paradigm and saying actually we do gather our own people and the whole audience are people and we do have enough content to hold space on a stage for the whole event ourselves and we can pull together a virtual or an, or an in-person event for our communities like it's possible and so that's that third piece which is taking action and just giving yourself permission to start creating a file of evidence that says yeah, I'm the type of person who hosts my own events I am the type of person who takes advantage of the highly profitable nature of events as a vehicle to grow and scale my business so how to manifest your dream event first it's creating that vision second second it's it's being that person now and third it's taking action and I want to leave you with encouragement to believe that it's possible for you and perhaps even get started on it now (laughs) wouldn't that be fun as we start the new year to start creating a vision and stepping into that now I think it would be Thanks for hanging out today. It's been so fun. If you have questions that have bubbled up as a result of this, just drop me a DM over on Instagram or jump into Lynchpin Nation, a free community, and get your question answered in one of those two places. All right, take care. Make it an outstanding rest of the week. Thank you for listening to the Green Room Central podcast. If you loved this episode, then please take a screenshot on your phone and post it to Instagram and be sure to tag at Sarah Pfeiffer and let me know why you liked it and what you'd like to hear or who you'd like to hear from in the future. That'll help me know what to create for you. Also, if scaling events in your business sounds like something you want to tackle in 2022 and you need a coach, let's connect to see if one-on-one coaching is for you. Just go to greenroomcentral.com. You and I can work together one-on-one throughout the course of the year and dive deep in the inner workings of your events and business. You'll receive mentorship, personalized feedback, and customized guidance to define your goals and achieve your next level of success. Go to greenroomcentral.com right now to apply. This podcast is built on Kajabi. I loved how easy it was to set it up, but more so, I just am thrilled that my entire business is run within one platform. From my emails, to my pages, to my courses, to my podcast, it's all under one roof. If you love simplicity and scalability as much as I do, then go to greenroomcentral.com to get a free 14-day trial from Kajabi. I appreciate your commitment to leveling up and learning the mindset and strategy of live events. Keep going. Keep learning. If you want more, head over to greenroomcentral.com for show notes and all the links from today's episode.